0: Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Panadine and you're in the right place if you're ready to create inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development so we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor. And strong in our own mindset, our own mental health, and understand what makes us humans tick. So we are on week nine. The second part, chapter 51, is actually a revisit from an earlier chapter. But it's nice to just kind of do it again, digest, and let's get going. Chapter 51 is Navigating Principles of Psychology, and as mentioned, this chapter you've encountered already in this course, and they say as we shift into content related to self-care, wellness, and psychopathology, and during a busy time of the academic year, we want to revisit this content with you, so let's give it a go, let's Digest a little bit here, and I do believe I've mentioned I'm a student, not a teacher, so uh, I'm sharing my journey with you, and uh, I'm going to record this one because I thought, well, yeah, maybe I need a little reminder myself. (laughs) Overview, Principles of Psychology at Queen's University is a course where we regularly hear that A, students typically really enjoy the course, and B, students find the course challenging. The goal of this module is to provide an overview of some of the challenges of taking Psych 100 at Queen's University and strategies to overcome this. In this chapter, we first describe what you know from experience. University life in general is one exciting and demanding. The demands of university life provide the backdrop for the particular challenges that we think are more central to principles of psychology. We divide these challenges into those that we have most to do with academic content and those involving our emotional experiences while taking the course. We end by describing evidence-based strategies to overcome these academic and emotional challenges. We hope that this information will act as a reference or starting point to set you up for the best possible outcomes for in this course. Or the midpoint, as we are at now. (laughs) Learning objectives. Describe factors that impact adjustment to post-secondary education and that predicts success. Understand that psychology is a broad science that integrates diverse approaches and methodologies that have their roots in other disciplines. Learn the scope of mental health problems faced by university students and how that might affect working with course content. Define trigger warnings and describe the existing evidence for why they are not used in principles of psychology understand the use strategies to overcome the academic challenges that this course may present and understand and use where appropriate strategies to overcome the emotional challenges that this course may present. University life. Attending university is unquestionably a privilege For many, their university years are a momentous period wherein the lives are enriched academically, socially, and emotionally. These years are rife with change. Many people transition from late adolescence dependent on parents and or other caregivers to adults entering the workforce to begin their careers. Along with excitement and opportunity, university life also brings a slew of normative demands and stressors. The approaches you take to navigating the academic and emotional challenges of this course in particular, need to be weighed in the context of adjustment to university life in general. There is now a large research literature on academic adjustment defined as one's ability to adequately cope with the demands of post-secondary education. Concept encompasses much more than doing well in courses. It also includes one's motivation to learn, satisfaction with university life, and a sense of goals and purpose. It also includes non-academic factors, particularly one's social and emotional adaptation to university. Not surprisingly, better academic adjustment predicts degree completion and academic achievement. That said, if you are in your first year, there are a number of challenges that you may be navigating that can impact your adjustment. These include, but are not limited to, loneliness, financial stress, class format, freedom, social opportunities, personal and emotional problems. In sum, the challenges of this introductory psychology course, or any course you might take, do not occur in a vacuum, but instead exist in the context of other many demands that university life presents. This point is important to remember. We are not suggesting that Psych 100 is the only challenge in your life, (laughs) and we do not believe that the strategies we suggest for navigating the course are one-size-fits-all. We hope to shed a light on some of the more common barriers and provide a useful starting point for building a set of individual skills and strategies. Challenges in Principles of Psychologies is not a bird course, you know, an easy one. In fact, birdcourses.com reaches the course a C for birdiness. Their scale is the academic letter grade, with F being the most difficult, least birdy course, based on input from students have taken the past decade. Overall, we agree with this assessment from our perspective. Principles of psychology is one of the more rewarding and interesting courses offered at Queens. However, part of what makes it that way is also why it presents both academic and emotional challenges for students. Academic challenges. Psychology is a science. Perhaps the most common source of academic difficulties and principles of psychology stem from the fundamental misunderstandings of what psychology is. Many find the degree to which topics like neuron anatomy, endocrinology, reproductive biology, genetics, statistics, and research methods, to name a few, are emphasized in principles of psychology surprising. There is a misconception that knowledge of these topics is only relevant to hard sciences like biology, chemistry, physics, mathematics, etc. While understandable, this view is an unhelpful false dichotomy that we strive to debunk in this course study of psychology is firmly grounded in empiricism and scientific method. In order to understand and interpret research in psychology, it is critical to have a firm grasp of research design, hypotheses, testing, and statistics. Further, one of the most exciting things about psychology is that it is multidisciplinary. Our thoughts and behaviors are complex, and to understand them, scientists must draw on the theory and methods from diverse disciplines. One example of drawing on information from diverse fields is the National Institute of Mental Health's Influential Research Domain Criteria. Launched in 2008, the RDOC framework has shaped how scientists study the causes and symptoms of mental illnesses. A core RDOC tenant is that mental illness must be classified and studied at multiple units of analysis. Guided by this comprehensive understanding of mental illness, scientists and clinicians have made breakthroughs in treatment and prevention does all this mean? The bottom line is that some of the content and principles of psychology will overlap, as we're doing now. <laughs> For instance, you will learn about anatomy and physiology of structures involved in sensation and perception and about other statistical properties of normal curves. Learning content that overlaps with a range of other disciplines is undoubtedly a tall order of students, for students to tackle, but the variability and multidisciplinary nature of psychological science is what makes it fascinating and rewarding area of study. Psychology is a very broad, related to the point above. This, uh, principles of Psychology covers considerable ground in the 24 weeks allotted to lectures and labs. Topics touch on many of the major disciplines in psychology including sensation and perception, clinical psychology, neuroscience, developmental psychology, personality, and social psychology, learning, behavioral psychology, and cognitive psychology. These areas of psychology are in and of themselves very broad. The course also touches on the history of psychology, research methods, and statistics. So a lot to accomplish in a short period of time and even a shorter period of time because this course I'm doing is over a 12-week period, and that's why I'm just summarizing this one chapter because we've already gone through it in detail. One challenging aspect is learning and mastering a lot of information. Diversity of topics covered makes this learning tricky, as you might feel as though you are shifting gears frequently rather than cruising seamlessly from one content area to the next. This challenge makes students more flexible, efficient, and altogether better learners, and this is one of the benefits of studying psychology. So the potential added layer of difficulty in the short term is worthwhile in the long term. Second, lectures, readings, learning labs, and quizzes will emphasize common threads or connections among course topics. We've made an effort to have content build on itself whenever possible and to demonstrate how very diverse areas of psychology share common basic principles and themes. Multiple methods of learning, especially in the blended version of Principles of Psychology, the material is presented and learned in several formats. Relative to traditional models, this instructional approach improves performance and attendance, partly because students prefer blended courses to traditional courses. However, active engagement with course material takes time. It is also harder than passively absorbing content by simply showing up for weekly lectures and labs. Making full use of the different ways of learning offered in principles psychology may mean prioritizing them regularly from week to week. Plus, this is an online class only. There is no live lectures. There are, it's a very short form class. So it's even more challenging and you really need to focus. And if you're having trouble at this point, still focusing. I did a whole episode on how to learn online with a few tips. I'm not an expert at it, obviously, but go take a look at that. If you are still struggling on trying to learn how to learn online I will give you a brief summary. They also will talk about the emotional challenges, uh, mental health of students, and they are not great statistics, but we've talked about it before. And the other thing they talk about is the mental illness aspects and overcoming these challenges, scheduling your time, staying focused, the full full chapter, I will link in the show notes because it's at this point, I don't really want to repeat the whole (laughs) chapter to you (laughs) when you have probably already listened to it or watched it online, but they do talk about the different trigger warnings and what you may be thinking, and they have links of coping, um, getting help online, different ways of studying, deep breathing. Relaxing, visualization, staying grounded, staying mentally grounded, physically grounded, staying physically active. And if you're at campus, that might be a little easier access for you. Healthy eating. I gave you some eating tips earlier in the episode and using your resources. They have telephone hotlines and in an emergency, breathe to relax. Anyways, I will not go over every single uh, detail at this point because you've already listened to this topic. I just didn't want to skip over chapter 51. So there you go. That's just a little brief Reader's Digest summary of what we've already learned earlier in the class. And like I said, I'll link the original in the show notes if you want to listen to it in detail again. All of these tips really do help you to learn, to flourish, and to live a more inspired life.